to have a comprehensive health plan like that that covers medical vision and dental across the nation and include Native Americans and Alaska Natives, I think it would be a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. 911, what's your emergency? America's healthcare system is broken and people are dying. Welcome to Code WAC, where we shine a light on America's callous healthcare system, how it hurts us, and what we can do about it. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar. This time on Code WAC. What's being done to help elder Native Americans receive culturally competent long-term care? Would it surprise you to learn that relying on the Indian Health Service may not be enough to meet their needs? Why are some members of this highly vulnerable population buying health insurance too? To find out, we spoke to Elder Billy Tohi, Acting Executive Director of the Albuquerque-based National Indian Council on Aging and former Chair of the Board. Welcome back to Code WAC, Billy. Last time, we spoke about the challenges Indigenous people face when it comes to accessing health care from the Indian Health Service, the primary federal health care provider to American Indians and Alaska Natives. What else do you want us to know about that? I hope I see more Indian Health Service facilities come up. If you can't have a facility close to the Sisseton Reservation or the Navajo Nation that out in the rural areas, at least find a way for transportation for these people so that it won't be such a burden and such a life-threatening event that I can't get to my dialysis today. What do they do? You're putting that life at risk. How many lives are going through this throughout the nation? Wow. So those are just some of the things that I think about. And again, I hope through NICOA that we can be another resource or a main resource of how to have more nursing home facilities. I know the the cost, I realize the cost is very extremely high. We've just got to pull all the resources that we can together to make these things happen. That we as Native Americans and the people that have the compassion for our care and our people, I think we just need that cohesiveness and to lobby and to advocate as much as possible. And I'm talking, yeah, I'm speaking about Native Americans and these issues and these circumstances that I've gone over, it's just barely touching the tip of the iceberg. There's so many issues. Got it. Regarding long-term care, do you want specific Native American or Indian Health Service nursing homes? Or what would be ideal for you? Ideal for me would be non-Indian Health Service. I don't know if that's possible because of the cost. It may be a partnership of some type. I believe there is or there was a nursing home located in the Laguna Pueblo in New Mexico. And I believe it may, I I don't know the exact number of um, beds available, but the thing is, it happened. They were able to do it. You know, it may not be a huge, huge facility, but it is a facility and it's there in the Pueblo or close to the Pueblo where it can serve those Pueblo elders. And in a sense, that keeps them closer to home. Things of that nature. And I, I really do stress that it's different in the Native American world, the Native American traditions, our beliefs, our culture. And one of the strongest things in our culture and beliefs are family. Nobody wants to go to a nursing home because uh, we're family oriented. That's just a big extreme in our nature. 
go away from home in your golden years to where other people you don't even know are going to be taking care of you. Right. So what can be done then if people don't want to go to a nursing home? What's the solution, do you think? A lot of it is we need to find, if not a suitable family member to take care of that elder or the disabled family member. If we can't find a family member, we, of course, we go to the extended family. And if we can't do that, then we at least go to a native family, just like we do with our children. If our native children um, reach the point where they are, they have to go into foster care or something, there are steps just like that. We actually just did a resolution that we're going to send to uh, Congress to where our resolution state in there, there's a federal law called the Indian Child Welfare Act, ICWA. That was created to protect our native children. That was created to keep our native children in native homes, native families, so they don't lose their language, their traditions, their culture. And so we had our conference in Cherokee, North Carolina, just last week. NICOA created a resolution to send to Congress where we want to include the elders with a law just like that, but specifying this is to cover and protect the native elders throughout the nation. So we've done that, you know, it might have taken us a while, but it's done and it's moving. And so the next step is to get it to the Hill, you know, Washington, wow. D.C., get it to the appropriate people. Would that mean an elderly native person could not be placed with a non-native family for caretaking? It had, just like I stated, we want to start with the immediate family. We can't find anybody suitable. Of course, we do background checks, all these legal things. And then we go to the extended family, maybe an aunt, maybe something like that, uh, you know, extended. Not there. Then we go to the community or any place. Where can, where's a native family that can take care of my grandma? Just like we say, where is a native family that can take care of my granddaughter? because of whatever instances are happening. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. So we, we're doing our best through NICOA to get that in effect. And it is with our children. I have seen it firsthand. I've seen it to where children, a native child has actually gone, been placed in a non-native home. Well, after being three, four years, a young child uh, may come out or whatever. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen the child. After so many years of being with that non-native family, you can even almost tell that child was native. It was gone in that child, and it was the saddest thing for me. This child had no desire to even participate in traditional things. It was gone. The Indian was gone, and, and even the desire to be an Indian, it was taken out of them through this being placed in an outside family. And so as an adult, as an elder, maybe 80 years old, 90 years old, for them to go to a facility or even non-native family is devastating. Wow. You know, it could cause depression. It could, you know, just cause negative effects. But that's why we're advocating more and more for those protections. The Indian Health Service was created to provide health care in perpetuity for Native Americans in exchange for millions of acres of land. It provides that care largely through its federally funded clinics and hospitals. 
but it's not health insurance and can't always provide people with the care they need when they need it. As a result, you also carry health insurance. Blue Cross? I do personally have Blue Cross Blue Shield. How do you feel about that? That you're electing to get health insurance even though you have access to Indian health service facilities? It's frustrating, I'll tell you. It's like when I have to pay that premium, it's like, I shouldn't have to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be doing this. That's what Indian Health Service is supposed to be covering. But again, with my son having to make payments to pay for his care at that time when we thought he was so severely hurt, and my almost routine visit to the ER because I couldn't breathe, regularly and I had uh, flu-like symptoms, pneumonia, whatever. And so those type of issues, I thought I can't risk, you know, constantly depending on Indian Health Service. They may not cover every time I go to a facility. So now I have a uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield premium. Kind of makes me feel I have a backup. I don't like it. Like I said, it shouldn't be occurring. But for my own well-being, I do have that. How common is it that Native Americans have health insurance? I don't think it's very common. Only if you're in the, the workforce and your employer may cover that for you. But you know, when I was employed or, or if an employer um, in the past, and the employer said, okay, Billy, we'll get you Blue Cross Blue Shield, but you pay for half and we'll pay for half. Or we'll get you vision coverage or dental and we'll pay half you pay. I always declined because I believed in Indian Health Service throughout the years, throughout experience, throughout the mishaps. I felt for my own well-being, there's a lot in the workforce, a lot of Native Americans in the workforce, of course, and hopefully they're being covered, you know, as well through their employer, whoever that employer could be, but still yet on a... If somebody, a native, which we have a lot of elders across the United States that are out of the workforce and other, it's not even adults, uh, natives can't find employment, don't have transportation to employment, whatever the, the situation is, they're not covered, you know, and I don't think a lot of them have the means to cover it. And I think a lot of them have that mindset that I had. Thank you, but I decline it because I have Indian Health Service. It's a big pan-American issue of having health care and having health insurance coverage, where I think a lot of the natives, like I just said, I don't think they, they feel they have to have it. And if you go to an Indian Health Service facility and you meet all the requirements, is 100% of the cost of treatment paid for? Yes, that's how it has been. I've gone to a lot of facilities for whatever issue. Like I said, I've got, I have sons. Well, my sons were pretty rough and tumble and this and that and had maybe a broken ankle or I've had whatever. Uh, and no problem. We'll go in, get x-rayed and treated, and that's fine, and come back for follow-up, that's fine, and I never hear a thing about you have to pay this or pay. So there are advantages, of course, to having Indian Health Service. I'm just saying that there are also some disadvantages, you know, that it's not always following through. It's that requirement, like they told me, why didn't you go to Ada, Oklahoma? Why didn't you go to Pawnee? Well, because I thought my son's back was broken. What would you do if it was your young child laying there on the ground? Oh, well, let's load him up and I'll go to Ada. You know, no, that wasn't even in my thought, you know. So those kind of things. And then also what I've experienced, Brenda, in my 
my later years here as an elder is I started receiving a lot of um, advertisements and things of that sort for Medicare and Medicaid and not really being educated about all of it. I knew some about it, but there was a part where I got a call and it was Medicare, Medicaid. And they also said, well, do you want to have coverage? Oh, it was when I actually started getting my retirement that this came about. And they said, do you want, I think it was part A and part B. Do you want to be covered for both part A and part B? Now, one of those, I think it's part A, is the medical part of it. Now, here I went again. I called Indian Health Service headquarters in Oklahoma. I got with a contract specialist person that covers, handles Medicaid and this and that. And I said, is it a requirement? Do I have to get this coverage? Do I have to pay? It's just a premium, another premium. Right. And she said, no, it's not mandatory that you do that. She said, you have Indian Health Service. Again, that's what Indian Health Service is supposed to cover for us. So again, I declined to get that part. And I did get the Medicare B in that backup because I'm not guaranteed that Indian Health Service would cover everything. So right now, you have access to Indian Health Service facilities where the cost of care is covered. And you also have Medicare Part B and Blue Cross Blue Shield. All three. Yes, I have all three. <laughs> so I think I'm covered. I hope I'm covered. And again, I do that because of my age, you know, and I, I've had a couple of episodes of this or of that. And I just recently was diagnosed. I didn't know the simple things, but I mean, kind of routine things like the doctor, the PA told me, Billy, did you know you have gallstones? No, never realized. Do you know that you have, I forgot what he called, but he saw in an x-ray where my spine is going a little bit curvy. And so things of that nature, and I don't know how long they're going to progress or this and that. I don't know the future. I'm not a medical person you know, per se, just by my experiences of Indian Health Service facilities and emergency room, raising children, things of that nature. But I just want to be covered for my own well-being. Hopefully, I don't even have to use them. So still my age, you know, I'm getting up in age like everybody else, but still yet, I just want to be covered. Right. There's a movement in America towards single-payer Medicare for all that would give everyone comprehensive health coverage for things like dental, vision, long-term care, and mental health care. What are your thoughts on this? And do you think that American Indians and Alaska Natives should be included in the system? Definitely be included. I do. That would be a wonderful step for me to see in my lifetime. It's only for my well-being that I have Blue Cross Blue Shield, that I have Indian Health Service, and that I have Medicaid Part B. That's for Billy's personal well-being. But to have a comprehensive health plan like that that covers medical, vision, and dental across the nation or however far it can spread and include Native Americans and Alaska Natives, I think it would be a wonderful Wonderful thing to see to come about. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopeful something like that could. It can. If we just stick together and keep advocating for things like that. That's where I'm at today. I just want to take care of our elders. And like I said, these are the golden years. We shouldn't have to be suffering. 
we shouldn't have to be worrying, how am I going to get to dialysis? How am I going to pay for my prescription? Just like any American, any United States citizen, we shouldn't have to be deciding, do I go pay that $100 for that bottle of pills, medication that I need to stay alive? Or do I go over to the grocery store and buy my groceries? That should not be happening mm -hmm. in the United States or anywhere, but it is. To be included in something like that, comprehensive, like you just described, that would just be wonderful in my, my opinion. And I would hope that all natives, elders, adults would participate in something like that. I mean, to me, it's almost like a no-brainer. Thank you, Billy Tohi. Do you have a personal story you'd like to share about our WAC healthcare system? Contact us through our website at heal-ca.org. And don't forget to subscribe to Code WAC wherever you find your podcasts. You can also find us on progressivevoices.com and on Nurse Talk Media. Code WAC is powered by Heal California, uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda Gazar.